0: Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. Well, hi guys, and welcome to Ascetic Entrepreneurs' Get Shit Done. Holy shit, what a couple of weeks. Um... Firstly, I know uh, I haven't um, been as uh, consistent in the podcasting as I'd like, and I'm sure um, you'll forgive me because, wow, what an incredible time it is at the moment. For those of you who are, you know, listening, in the future, 20 years from now, it's now the 3rd of April 2020, and the world is in lockdown due to COVID-19. Um, and um, it's been an incredible Uh, few weeks, Um, you know, the word unprecedented has been used a huge number of times. And um, I kind of, after a word gets used a lot, I like to try and think of a different one. But actually, in this instance, I cannot. Um, Unprecedented is where we are. Unprecedented times from a, you know, a humanitarian point of view, and also um, an economic point of view. Um, So many lives have been have been changed by this, um, and um, it, it's it's been difficult for me to do a podcast um, because essentially I've been really really busy. I know it doesn't kind of sound like we've well, been too busy to do a podcast. Actually, yeah. Um, and what I want to talk to you about today is is kind of the reasons why I've been so bloody busy. Um, and you, you may think, well, you know, what's a an entrepreneur, sales and marketing consultant got to be busy about when, you know, people are essentially, you know, contracting um, coronavirus and some being very, very ill, some dying. Um, you know, isn't it a little bit trite uh, for you to have been busy? And actually, no, I've been flat out for the last couple of weeks. And the simple reason is, is because i 've been going where i 've been needed to be um, it 's been an incredibly humbling experience because i 've had so many conversations with um, aesthetic you know practitioners and business owners over the last couple of weeks and had a real opportunity to actually help um, to to serve and you know that's that 's kind of what I do yes you know I, I often joke that it 's my job to make people the money to pay me um, But we're in a time now where, you know, people's clinics have closed, the doors have shut, their ability to generate revenue has ended. um, And I've had to essentially help them pivot their own business, pivot mine to a a degree, but pivot their own business uh, and enable them to actually generate revenue outside of physically treating people. And it's been an incredible experience. And what I'm going to share with you now, you know, the next sort of uh, half an hour or so are a few of the kind of key takeaways um and things that have kind of stuck with me um, and perhaps also a vision of of a new world, perhaps do we dare to dream um that we' come out the other side of all of this so <clears throat> one of the first things that i've had to we've had to do is essentially calm people down now there's been an awful lot of panic fear uncertainty. Um, not just from obviously from a, a business point of view, but also from a, a health point of view. You know, this is a, essentially a pandemic. And um, when I often get phone calls or people reach out, initially, the, generally the initial kind of um, inquiry is one based around um, uncertainty. So the business isn't making as much money as it should do, or there's something gone wrong. You know, there's something that gets needed to, to be fixed. So... What I tend to do in the first instance is I actually have to calm people down to get that kind of lizard brain, the reptilian brain, the amygdala to stop firing, so I can give the you know person i 'm speaking to time to actually you know reflect and create a plan and the way I tend to do that is actually just literally by listening and but you take an awful lot on and, and especially at the moment when you know people have been really really concerned about you know making Mortgage payments, paying rent et cetera, et cetera um, it's been quite a challenging time to get people to actually just sort of take a step back uh and, and relax essentially I mean you know the, the house is on fire, and the guy's saying, "Look, you just need to take a breath and relax, but once you've done that, once we have got through that little process, essentially how I do it is getting people to write a list, um a list of life I call it where you just basically jot down everything that's going on at that moment in time, and it could be everything from as you know small, you know, small as you know feed the cat, uh, right the way through to you know need to contact my insurance company. All of these things are taking up you know your your mental capacity. So a great trick that I was taught um, by a, an incredible former boss of mine called Heather, which was to dump all of that stuff out of your brain and create essentially a list of life. Um so and I do that quite frequently like every week I'll on a Sunday I've sort of got into the habit of just literally dumping down all the stuff that I've got to do for the next week um and then uh prioritizing it and then putting it into an Eisenhower matrix so um you know I I go through the list and I write one next to everything which is you know urgent and important so it needs to be done very quickly but it also needs to be done only by me I'm the only person who can do it um I'll write a two next to stuff that has to be done by me, but it's kind of not that urgent. Um, I write a three next to something that's urgent, has to be done, but I could probably get someone else to do it. And I write four next to all the stuff that's not particularly urgent and not particularly important. And um, that really works quite well for me. It works really well in helping to give me some sort of clarity, because until we get that clarity, it's very, very difficult to innate for your brain to to process anything else other than the, the fight or flight, you know, the, the, the stuff that's going on. So so the first step is always to kind of calm things down a little bit. Um, and that's you know takes up a you know a, a large amount of time capacity for people to go and just relax. So if you've got that going on for you at the moment and you are kind of panicking a little bit, you know, things are you know, not looking grozy in the bank account, maybe, or, you know, you're listening to this and the world has returned to some sort of normality and you've got this, you know, panic. That's what we can, that's one way that may well help you. Is Just write a massive list down, everything that you've got going on, and then prioritize it. And then obviously you just attack the number ones. If there's quite a lot of number ones, then go through the list of number ones again and prioritize your priorities Until you've got no more than three things that you need to do and then go and do those, because those three things are the absolute three things that need to be done. And one of the funny things that tends to happen is once you've done those three things, actually, a lot of the other stuff either sort of sorts itself out or doesn't need as much focus as you thought. So that's that's the first thing to do. It's the first thing to realise, you know, is we've got to make sure to put some effort into getting that clarity to do all of that. And then once we have have clarity, then we can start to look at how things are and how things we need. We need them to be. So I do a process that are, it's almost like a little bit of, you know, it's goal setting, essentially. Um, but I do it quite quickly and just looking at, right, this is what I need to do. I've got all that list of that done. And how do I how do I need things to be? So I'll give you an example of where that's happened. Is. We run an event uh, called GSD, or Get Shit Done Days. It was a, we brought a two, two uh, a biannual event for about 50, 60 people. And it's so uh, great, you know, it's it's really, really good fun. Gets our community together with, you know, a lot of knowledge sharing, and then we have some awards and you know, a bit of a party in the evening. And obviously, obviously, because of COVID-19, that had to be, had to be cancelled. We, we couldn't go ahead with it. And, but I thought, right, I need. I still want to do this. So even though I can't physically do it, how else can I deliver it? And we just made a decision that we were going to move to GS Digital. So deliver the same content, but we're going to do it online. So in a couple of hours, myself and the team, we just repurposed all the content. We looked at what we were going to do. And we did a one day um, series of um, you know, webinars and events. Uh, all through Zoom, but share it, but Zoom in combination with a WhatsApp group and a Facebook page, a Facebook group rather, um, and delivered a really, really good event and I still managed to get the value across, we still managed to get the um, the information across and it was actually transformational. it was really, really good now uh, that's what you know some people call a pivot for me, it was just looking at what we needed to do. Realising that I couldn't do it in the way that I wanted to, so how else could I do it? I think we have the inherent ability to be very, very, um, you know, creative and, you know, and in- ingenious in the way that we um, need to approach things. And it's only when we've quietened our, our, you know, reptilian brain down that we can allow ourselves the space, the headspace to actually um come up with these ideas, these concepts, and essentially, you know, pivot and and work out what, what it is we're gonna say. I mean I, I I do believe that um you know humans are inherently quite clever and quite creative. It makes me think of um uh you know Joaquin Phoenix's um Oscar speech um where he sort of talks about um you know humans being um, very resourceful and you know have the ability to to create, to be inventive, uh, develop and implement systems. And you know actually I've got the I've found it right here. He says, um, we I think we've become very disconnected from the natural world. Many of us are guilty of an egocentric worldview, and we believe that we are the centre of the universe. We go into the natural world, and we plunder it for its resources, we feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow and steal her baby even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable and we take her milk that's intended for her calf, and we put it in our coffee and our cereal. We fear the idea of personal change because we think we need to sacrifice something to give something up but human beings at our best are so creative and inventive and we can create develop and implement systems of change that are beneficial to all sentient beings and the environment. Very eloquently said. Far more eloquently than I could put it. But at the end of the day, that's what we are capable of doing. I totally believe that. And sort of part of my job is to trigger that creative process, um, to trigger that um, you know invention, so you can rebuild and recreate things, and um, you know continue to operate, continue to grow and develop, even in the worst of circumstances. Um, so. So that's the second thing that we've been doing uh, and working with people to do that. And then the third thing is about the implementation and putting a, a little bit of wind to the sail, uh, to for want of a better phrase. And that's where I think a lot of people come unstuck is, you know, we've chilled the panic out. We've then gone back through and rebuilt and reworked and repurposed and done all of the rewords And then the final kind of step on that is about the implementation. It's, you know, essentially it's the rebuilding of it all. Uh, We've renewed and then we need to rebuild. And the rebuilding is where a lot of people come unstuck. And I'm blessed in the sense that we've managed to create a community over the last uh, couple of years. The Assetto Entrepreneurs Community and you guys listening to this may well be part of all of that. Are are actually part of that. Um, That has been, you know essentially does deliver and has been a great place for me to be uh, during these times because it's communicating with, you know, clients who have become, you know, very, very good friends. And there's not a moment of the day that I'm not, you know, thinking about one of them or thinking about how I can help serve or solve a problem. Um, and it's great to be looked at as a source of, um, you know, leadership and, um, you know, provide that to, to a community. It's, you know, it, it's, it is truly humbling, actually um so you know one of the things that's one of the things that i'm going to take from this current time is um a renewed sense of purpose um that you know my role is to is to serve my role is to make people or continue or my mission to help people achieve their goals whatever those goals may be and a lot and, and one of the message one of the ways that, that needs to happen is through implementation now a lot of people overthink things. A lot of people um, put too much um, almost like too much emphasis uh, on what they're about. You know, they're about to say the fear of being judged. And it stalls them. It stalls the development. It stalls the progress. So my job, again, and this p- final part of it is to drive the rebuilding process to be, you know, at some point, sometimes the arm around the shoulders. But every now and again, you know, the foot to the ass. Um, to make sure that these changes aren't just left on pieces of paper and are actually moved through into reality. And in currently, what we're doing in you know the Entrepreneurs Club in our, our uh, my coaching group is I'm taking that community on a journey, and the journey is of of rebuild and renew. So I've challenged them to to do these things to repurpose you know a part of their business to look at everything anew. Um, and now we're in the process of rebuilding. And one of the, the tasks I set them, and I'm going to ta- set you exactly the same task, is I want them to tell their story. Now, storytelling is absolutely fundamental to marketing. It's fundamental to to business development. The better the stories that you can tell, the better your business will be grow. Better, better business you'll have, and. I love I love storytelling. Um, you know, we I, I sit and try and craft little short stories, and I read comic books. Um, I've read comic books for, for years and years and years, and I still read them now. And um, partly because they're really good stories, right? And if you read my book Changing Faces, you'll see that the way I've structured it is very much like a comic book. It starts uh, at a point in the middle. Um, the um, my second book, uh, Changing Minds, also does the same sort of thing. It starts a story in the middle, almost like the origin. and we go back to the origin and we build it that way. So I challenge everyone to, to tell a story. Now, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to go and think about why you are doing what you're doing. What is your sense of purpose? Why Why is your, what is your goal in, in not just in life, but what is it that you do? How do you serve And then once you've thought about that, I want you to tell the story just like this in maybe a podcast or in a video or even as a blog or something like that. I want you to share the best story ever on how you served someone and the benefit that they got from that. So I'm going to do exactly the same thing. So I'm going to share with you a story. i have not prepped it or anything like that. I'm just going to basically tell it as it happened. Um, And the names will be changed to protect the innocent. Uh, even though I'm sure, you know, this person would be very, very happy for me to talk about the story openly. But you know what? Sometimes you want things to change, and you know, I want to tell an evergreen, te- an evergreen uh, story. Um, and sometimes people change their mind uh, about whether they want these stories to be told. So I'm going to change the names to protect the innocent, as they say. Um, and we're going to call the protagonist of this. We're going to call her Sarah. Okay. Now, I. And sometimes I'm, I can be quite, um, have that's what's empathy, I'm trying to think of the correct word, it'll probably come to me in a minute, uh, intuition, there we go, that's the best word, intuition. And the great thing about having a, a, a social media community is sometimes you can see the challenges people having. And there was one, one person, Sarah, who joined the community and started to kind of comment online and started joining and engaging. And, but I could see that there's something in the writing. I could see that there was something that was not quite right. There was fear in in the writing. Um, some of the comments were quite negative. Um, there were definitely challenges going on. And um, I'd, I'd come across Sarah beforehand. We'd, we'd done some work together, so I had an idea of you know what her usual um, demeanor was. And this this wasn't it. This wasn't her usual demeanor. It was quite down in the dumps so I reached out to her I sent a, a message to her through Facebook Messenger to say hey you know what's up is anything anything wrong what's going on and all of a sudden what came back was an outpouring and it was almost like I'd just basically given her permission to open up and she told me everything that was going on basically she had problems with staff she'd had problems with the business she was uh, renting a clinic space from uh, a company that wasn't particularly supportive. She was shedding money. She was bleeding really, really badly. Um, and it was just coming up to Christmas. Um, she was really worried about actually how she was going to get through Christmas. Um, and, um, you know, she was literally in a, in a real, real state. So I said to her, well, look, you know, let me let me see what can how I can help what we can do. And it went a little bit quiet for a while. And then I just sort of pushed again, say, hey, you know, this is all done through Facebook Messenger. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? You know, let me help you. I can help you. What, what can I do? And she was reluctant to get in touch with me, go back to me, because she felt embarrassed and is embarrassed because she really wanted and needed my help, but couldn't afford to pay me. So, and I took this on board and said, OK, fine. I, I've listened to what you, what you said. You can't afford to pay me. Um, tough. I'm going to do it anyway because I knew she'd worked hard to develop and grow that business. So that it was already in there that the, the the warrior spirit, the, the entrepreneur spirit was already in her DNA. So I knew that she'd fight hard, that she'd do it. But I said, you know, I will help you, but you need to do exactly as I tell you without any questions. Just do as I ask you to do. Will you do that? And she said, yes, absolutely fine. It's so right, fine. Then I'm going to help you, I'm going to commit to helping you because I want to, you know, I, I want you to succeed. We'll sort the, the, the fund, no, the dosh out on the other end of this whole situation. But I win, you win, or you win, I win. But she agreed. So we went for it. And the, so the first thing i had done is literally just settled her mind down. I put her at, she, at ease. She had a uh, someone who was going into battle with her. I was there by her side to guide, help and help her to, to win. We had a fixed amount of money that we needed to generate in November, December. And I said, hey, this is a big time for for your sorts of treatments. But we're going to do we're just literally going to put the fires up. Let's get the fires going. Let's get these fires out. So we started to plan. We looked at what products and treatments she had. We looked at what she could do. We packaged some of this stuff together to create little treatment packages and little solutions. We looked at her best spenders, we looked at the avatars, we looked at the type of people who were buying from her, and we created solutions for each individual type of group. And then the hard part came. And the hard part then was I said to her, you need to pick up the phone, and you need to ring every single one of your clients on your client base with, I've created this, and I've thought of you. And she did it. She picked up the phone, and she messaged, she emailed She got out she sold the shit out of these packages. And lo and behold, made not only enough money to cover the bills that she had outstanding, but also made enough money for her to actually have a pretty decent Christmas for her and her family. And I take massive amounts of pride whenever I think about that story, because you know, I saved Christmas. You know, how many people out there have got that little story? I saved Christmas. I'm going to sit there and like, yeah, bang my chest. I saved Christmas. I made a difference to a person. I served. I made a difference to a family. Um, and I always look back on that with immense pride. And it was the moment also that I realized that I was pretty good at this. Um, but also that it absolutely crystallized the the process that I use and still use, and a lot of it came for, come from a you know experience, but also from a really really good book that I enjoy reading quite frequently called Winning by um, Sir Clive Woodward. Sir Clive Woodward was the um, uh, coach who uh, took England, the England rugby team, to the World Cup in two thousand and three, um, and very famously won the World Cup with a drop goal by Johnny Wilkinson in the dying minutes of extra time to beat Australia, uh, to lift that trophy. And, um, in that book, he talks about his, uh, philosophy of being, uh, called think, plan, do. And it's essentially exactly the same philosophy that I apply to a lot of things. Well, most things actually is think, plan, and then do what I've just talk, spoken about. Um, you know, in, on this podcast is, you know, we think what we need, think through what we need to do, you know, put those list it out, put those, quieting down. That that lizard, that reptile brain, that's going mental and 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 you know short circuiting all of our thought processes. You know, we we quiet him down. We're thinking through what we need to do. We then create a plan um, to enable us to you know, give us the best chance of success. And then we do. We execute that plan to the best of our ability. Because I often believe that even if you have a rubbish plan, it's better than having no plan at all. Because if you have a rubbish plan then you're going to get a result. It just might not be a particularly good one. But if you try and wing it, you're, you may succeed, but you'll never be able to replicate it. And if it doesn't succeed, then at least you'll be able to have a plan to refer to, to look at maybe where you went wrong. And a lot of the challenges I've had uh, have come from a lack of planning, not um, poor planning, an absence of planning. So now I, you know, I apply all that, that same process to everything. So you know, so so that that story, the story about about Sarah, is it's a, it's an example of how this works and how you know uh, the the differences that you know I have made in people's life, uh, the pride I take, but also you know it, it's something that you need to have. You need to have a Sarah story um, because when you think back, things get hard. You'll think back to. When it was successful, it would give you lots and lots of hope and encouragement. Um, when you get something wrong, and you will do, thinking back to a success story like that makes you suddenly think, yeah, you know, I am quite I am good at what I'm doing. it's you know, I can make a difference, and I do make a difference. Um, and also, you know, from a so from a, a personal point of view, I mean, you know, the, the 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 real Sarah is a very very good friend of mine now, and um, you know. That's that's something that, um, you know, has been a, also a great a great win out of all of this. So so I think, the you know, the, the point I'm making in in this whole kind of podcast is if your core is to serve, then that's what you do. And it, it warms my heart when I see so many of like, clients going back into the UK National Health Service at this time to lend their support because um, their clinics are close so they're going back into it, you know, putting themselves at risk um to serve. Um lots of my uh you know some some even competitors and you know colleagues around the world stepping up to add support and help um their not just their clients but any clients um any people in the aesthetics industry um to, to pivot their business, create online um solutions, helping them sell skincare online, all these kind of things. So that's my to my final final point is you know what kind of world will we will we return to? Well, I if you'd asked me that question a couple of days ago, I'd I struggled to answer it in a sense. But I had a conversation with my with my father last night, and um, he asked me to oh, Well, you know how are how are the kids? I've got you know I've got four kids. Um, you know, Lana's my eldest. Uh, I've got Isaac, who's then the next. Uh, Toby, and uh, the youngest, Persephone. Um, and they've all shared at some point being the kind of house dictator at some point, as they all move through the sort of three-year point, three years old. Um, and, um, I, yeah, Dad asked me you know, how, how, how the kids are. And I thought through, so actually, not, they're all all right. And it struck me that actually one of the biggest challenges that my kids have got at the moment or that they were am really concerned about is do I what type what PlayStation game uh should I get or should I play next we're in the lockdown you know it's homeschooling but you know what PlayStation game should I play and I'm a guy who's quite hard on himself in terms of you know success and um I'm, I'm driven as I'm sure you can kind of gather um and It just struck me that if that is the biggest problem, everything that's going on in the world at the moment, that if that is the biggest problem that my family have, then I've done okay. That there is a healthy sense of perspective that's needed uh, in my life. And there's also a healthy sense of perspective that's needed in the world. Um, I'd love to see a world that slows down. I'd love to see a world that's a little bit kinder to itself. Um, I'd love to see people who are a little bit kinder to each other and um and at this moment i'm feeling a great sense of gratitude that you know we have health that we have you know relative wealth um and that we all you know been in lockdown under the same roof for coming up for 2 weeks um and you know sense of happiness you know we're all, we're all okay when this is a return to normality will that still be there Well, that's the challenge, isn't it? And if we think about to think, plan, do, you know, that's the do. The implementation part of it is for me to maintain that sense of perspective, for me to hold on to all of that. It's like, you know, when you go to a, if only if you've been to a kind of a health retreat, while you're there, the environment is geared up for you to lose weight and for you to kind of feel fitter and happier and you're surrounded by people doing the same thing. And then as soon as you kind of get back into the world, you know, you go to the airport, you walk past Burger King and you're like, oh, but no, you're feeling self-righteous. So you don't do that. But a couple of about a week later, you know, you've kind of slipped some of the habits of disappeared and you're back into it, back into the way your world was. It takes time um, for time for things to change. So we've all got to hang on to that sense of, you know, what is it that we're currently grateful for? um what what change do we want to have in the world and hold on to that my change is going to be perspective um and I hope yours I hope you manage to hold on to your change as well so think about that what change you want to make in the world and then don't forget tell your story I'd love to hear from you if you've got um you know anything that you want to share reach out you know join the social Entrepreneurs Group Uh, you can ping me a message you can drop me an email I'd love for you to give some feedback on the podcasts you know give us some feedback or uh, some views um and i promise i won't be quite so long to the next one um but i'm sure you'll forgive me i've been as i said i've been pretty busy so um listen guys it's been great doing this again um thank you very much for tuning in and i will speak to you again soon take care bye now Subscribe now for tips, insight, and stories to enhance, empower, educate, and elevate your business to new heights.